is up, Chiefs fans. Welcome back to the tailgate. Hope you're all doing well. Hope you're all staying healthy. Joining me, as always, is my also healthy co-host, Graham Oldfather. Graham, what is up, brother? What's up, and welcome back, everybody. Home of your world champion, Kansas City Chiefs. We're in some troubling times right now throughout the world, but, you know, we'll get to that here in a little bit, and let's kind of, you know, take some time and let's try and get away from that and talk about some fun stuff and some Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, it's 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 good to move on from this. Thankfully, the NFL season is coming to a full head, but, you know, before we get this episode started, we want to go ahead and give a shout-out to our new sponsor, Keysprung, a graphic design company where basically whatever you need, if it's an image, a logo, something to put up on a storefront, whatever kind of image you need, they can take care of you. You can check them out at Keysprung on Twitter. And if you haven't noticed, you might have seen our new cover for the podcast, new artwork for the podcast. Man, it is beautiful. I am such a big fan of it and really want to give a shout out thanking them. And if you can support them in any way, you got a business where you need help uh, in the artistic graphic design portion of it, check them out. See what they're about. Yeah, absolutely. Shout out to Keysprung. We appreciate it. And we uh, are going to be rocking with them a little bit. And let's get down to business here, man. Let's get into some of these free agent signings. All right. Yeah. So like like Graham just said, we're going to go ahead and kick this thing off by talking about who we picked up in free agency. And let's start it off with Antonio Hamilton, a uh, four-year veteran. I guess you could say veteran at that point. Yeah. Four-year player entering his fifth. Uh, spent some time with the Giants, also some time with the Raiders as well. But these last, uh, this last year with the Giants and Graham, what what's your kind of take on him? Yeah, no, I mean, so mainly what this guy's going to do is he's going to be a good special teams player. He's one of the uh, best special teams player in this free agency. So I think this is a big pickup here. You know, the guy is a blazer coming out in the combine. He ran a four, three forty. So, you know, he's quick. He's got really good intangibles and he's great on the special team side. And he's probably not going to make a big contribution to the cornerback group. You kind of want him to be your fourth or fifth guy. We, I wouldn't expect him to see a lot of time on the defensive side of the football but I think he can make a huge impact um, when it comes to special teams. And so I think it's a good pickup, you know, with Marcus Kemp leaving. We've kind of figured out that he's not going to be coming back. So he's been a great um, guy in special teams. So Hamilton coming in can kind of replace that production. So I think it's a good signing and it's not a ton of money. And so I think I like it. Yeah, I mean, Hamilton, you know, a, a cornerback that I think is somewhat serviceable. I mean, if you have to throw him in there, I don't think you're – you're really looking at too, too big of an issue. Uh, he actually did have his best game of his uh, entire season last year uh, in Week 17 against the Eagles. Uh, of course, if you might remember, as the Giants, they were really pretty much blown out uh, by the Eagles. But he did do a great job in that game, both in pass coverage and uh, attacking the run as well. So maybe a player that shows some show some promise i mean you you never know with these guys you always got to have some sort of faith i mean we've been saying it for over a year now people have been questioning it we have faith in beach if he sees something in a guy uh, or you know andy reader essentially i mean let's be honest dave too was a uh, was a big big factor in this signing i mean he's a free agent guy so 
I think it's a good move. I think it's uh, a way to move forward and really was our first <laughs> move of the free agency. It took a while. So yeah. good for him. It took a while to get there. It seemed like we weren't doing anything the first couple of days. It was like, oh, we finally did something. And who's this guy? And like We had to kind of read up and figure out about kind of what he can do and what he can't do and all that stuff. So, yeah, no, that that was funny that that was kind of our first move besides, you know, bringing back a couple guys um, that were already on the team. Yeah, so let's move on to uh, Mike Rimmers, who will be entering his ninth year. And, you know, kind of with this guy, I think you can just expect him to be the Cam Irving of the team, kind of the, the backup, move him all around. He's uh, he's originally a right tackle. Uh, he started a bunch of games last year, but, you know, I, I don't think he quite makes, makes the cutout here. So kind of a guy that you can see thrown in there as injuries inevitably seem to happen so some someone you can expect to see next year and someone i don't think again not going to make a big impact but one of those signings that you need to round out a team keep them balanced that that's what we got here what do you think about it yeah i mean i totally agree with you there and you know for a little over a million dollars i think it's a good signing uh you know, he started 14 games last year for the Giants. He he has a bunch of snaps at a lot of different positions. So he's a versatile backup. Not a guy you want to see starting, but when he comes in, he can fill a bunch of different holes. As you said, injuries on the offensive line are literally inevitable. So it's going to be good to get him in, and uh, he can play a bunch of different snaps. So I have some of his numbers here. So at right tackle, he started 3,466 uh, snaps right guard 1123 left tackle 866 and 146 at left guard so he's really versatile has experience at a bunch of different positions besides center so you know we kind of got center locked up and he's going to be a good backup nothing special not a real flashy signing but something that you need for that o-line depth for sure yeah, so a player that we brought back as a part of the squad, uh, I'll let you go ahead and talk about this guy, MV Pennell, Mike Pennell. Yes, sir, I love it. You know, we don't have all the details on what the contract's looking like at this point, but it's going to be a one-year deal, and I love this guy. He's a hometown guy. He grew up in Kansas City, where his favorite team, and it looked like he actually took a little bit less money to come sign with the Chiefs and passed up on a few other deals. But it's perfect because he's great in the run game. We have a few weaknesses there, and he came in. You know, he only plays about 20, 25, 30 snaps a game. He's not going to make... Uh, he's not going to be the star. He's He plays a couple downs in key run situations, and he's great at what he does. And honestly, he was a great pickup and was huge in the playoffs. As you remember, he had that tackle in the Super Bowl that caused the... Uh, the interception for Brashad Breland in like I think it was the second quarter. He got to got to Garoppolo hit him and he threw a terrible pass that ended up right in Breland's hands. So I mean he made a big impact and not only can he rush a quarterback, that's not his like best skill set, but he's great in the run defense and so that's huge to bring him back on what seems to be a good deal. And with the limited cap space we have, it's great that we could fit him in and bring him back. Yeah, you know, it uh, like Graham did say, uh, the his agent did say that he uh, made the Chiefs a priority, that this was where he wanted to be. And, of course, he always would like to have guys that, you know, want to be here. So that that's a great addition, you know, bringing him back in. And I, 
you know, there's a lot of movement that's going to be happening with the interior defensive line this year. I mean, Xavier Williams is a free agent, and of course, you got Chris Jones, and we'll get into that a little bit later. But I, I think if maybe you see Chris Jones move forward, Pennell would you probably wouldn't see the same level of production from Pennell simply because you know the the amount of bodies that you have to devote to Chris Jones there, kind of clearing him up in the middle. But him and Nadi also do a great job together. I, I I think he's an important player and someone we'll definitely be happy to have next year. So moving on from him, we've got, of course, the sausage, Anthony Sherman, the making sausage. his return. Graham, what do you think about that move? Yeah, no, so I love it. I mean, obviously, on-field impact isn't huge with Anthony Sherman, but I think he's really one of those clubhouse guys that really brings a lot Everyone loves him in the clubhouse. He's really well-respected, and I think that he's one of those glue guys that kind of helps bring everything together. Um, you know, he played on 9% of the offensive snaps last year. It wasn't a ton of production, but like we said, we can always come down to like specific plays. Like Anthony Sherman had that block to seal the edge for Damian Williams. What was it, like a 38-yard touchdown to seal the game in the Super Bowl? So, I mean, you, you can always kind of come to specific plays where it's like this guy made a huge impact and that helped us win this game. So, I mean, I, th- I love bringing him back and uh, I'm all about it for sure. Sherman's one of those guys that's great in the clubhouse. Yeah, and you can't and you can't also forget his uh, special teams abilities. I mean, he's not always making the tackle, but he seems to always be around the ball. And so- sometimes if you're – even if you're kind of unnoticed on special teams, that can sometimes be a good thing. You know, maybe you're not flying down the field and making the tackle, but you're also not the guy opening up the huge gap for any big plays. Anthony Sherman always seems to be kind of around the ball, slowing guys down, allowing other guys to come clean it up. And, uh, I mean, he was also around the ball on that fumble that Darwin Thompson picked up right then when Daniel Sorensen came flying in. The guy had to slow down. Daniel was able to come in and knock that ball off. And part of the reason is Anthony Sherman's just around the ball. I mean, he's there. He's he's, he's allows them to come fill appropriately. And I, I like having him around. Like you said, clubhouse guy. It's it's great. I can't wait to see what he wears, too. Well, hopefully we'll get to see what he comes and wears to the first day of workout training camp. If it happens, yeah. I mean, yeah shit, who knows? We're going to have to see. But let's, let's move on to the sadder side of this conversation. Those that are... I think we got a couple more people to actually talk about just that we're going to mention that we re-signed so we brought back Yelder the tight end Damian Williams obviously the running back Damian Wilson and Chad Henney just those guys were all uh options for the next year that we had picked up yeah so of course Damian Williams coming back is a nice addition uh later later in this season you know uh, maybe a next episode podcast or so. I think you can see our draft predictions, what we're kind of seeing for the Chiefs. And a lot of people are saying running back. Uh, I like Damian Williams. I like what he's able to do for this squad. Uh, but I still think that maybe you could have some additions. I don't I don't know if it's necessarily going to be early in the year or not. But Damian Williams having him back is, is great, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I think we will definitely address the running back situation at some point in the draft. But uh, I don't see it being a high priority. Maybe a third, fourth round pick on that. But I, I bet we'll bring someone in just because we kind of like to keep a rotation of seeing what guys have. So that's kind of an Andy Reid thing. But no, yeah, bringing a few of those guys back is huge. Um, Henny seems to be great in the room for Patrick. 
and uh obviously damian williams had 10 touchdowns in the playoffs so yeah we got to bring that guy back so yeah let's go ahead and move on to the guys that we unfortunately have seen walk out the door yeah so let's start off with uh kendall fuller uh who will be making his way to the washington redskins um uh you know unfortunate someone that didn't actually see the field a ton but certainly seemed to make his presence known when he was around uh you might remember he had the game ceiling interception on jimmy garoppolo uh in the super bowl which was beautiful i mean he soared up for that thing it's gonna be kind of a bummer to see this guy go in my opinion you know someone someone that really did i think made a difference at times uh so it's you know, it's one of those moves where you just got to see. He he wanted to get paid. He did enough to get paid, and we just couldn't take care of him. So it's just the case. Yeah, exactly. And this is one of those things that I think we can kind of chalk up to what Therese Paler has coined as the Super Bowl tax. You know, some of these guys that go out there and ball and especially do what Kendall Fuller did. He played slot cornerback, outside corner, and then towards the end of the season with injuries, he moved and he played safety all of the playoffs. And he just showed his versatility. And with that, you know, people are going to come calling. And four years, 40 million is something that we just can't do. We have such a limited cap space right now. We're trying to figure out a deal with Jones and bringing a few guys back that are cheaper than that. We just couldn't do it. So that's kind of one of those guys that kind of gets chalked up to he came out and balled at the right time and we just can't really get him back so but i'm happy for him like you had said that play in the super bowl is awesome he skied for that and just ripped the ball away to pretty much seal it uh that was so cool big time player we you know we brought him over in the alex smith trade to washington so I have been a big Kendall Fuller fan. He's battled some injuries, but he's always come through and battled back to make his presence known in the playoffs. He's had last year he broke his thumb and had surgery and came back for the playoffs and gritted it out for us. So big time player. I'm sad to see him go for sure. For sure. And let's let's move on to what I think is maybe our second most, maybe our biggest loss. I think this, this year. is the biggest. Yeah. Emmanuel Agba. Emmanuel Agbus, who we're going to go ahead and touch on next, out going out to Miami, uh, going to see what he can do out there. Uh, had some great production for the Chiefs early in the season, and then, of course, injuries kind of derailed, I mean, totally derailed the season, the end of this season. So it, it another guy that's kind of sad to move on from, but, you know, short-time player with the Chiefs. Certainly made an impact while he was here, um, but we're just going to have to see what we can do to go ahead and replace that sort of production uh it's gonna be interesting to see but another guy you'd like to have around yeah for sure and i think this is another thing where we can just talk about how great beach is we traded eric murray for emmanuel agua eric murray as we had said on this podcast this is you know one of our first episodes or so this guy wasn't going to even make the team so to see what Emmanuel Ogba came in here and did with this defense. You know, he had six sacks through, what was it, like eight, ten games? And then he tore his rotator cuff, and and that ended his season. He had great production for a guy that wasn't going to make the team. So I think that that's just another thing that we can chalk up as a huge Brett Veach win. Because, I mean, six sacks of production out of a guy that was going to get cut, I mean, that's big time to bring him in. So I wish we would have been able to bring him back. As I keep saying, we're under a lot of stress with the cap situation. It just didn't work out. And Miami gave him a pretty good deal. Two years, 16 million. 
I mean, looks like Miami is kind of stacking up that defense. They have made a bunch of surprisingly good moves, and we don't want to get into that a bunch, but I think Miami is going to be a decent team next year if they can draft well. Yeah, no, I think that's certainly the case. And, you know, I, I think the next player, let's just go ahead and move on to the next one. Uh, one that I think is one of the most underrated players in football and I think will get a chance to shine this year is Steven Wisniewski, who uh, what did a great job for the Chiefs playing guard, filling in for Laurent Duvernay-Tardif, who was, I mean, injury-ridden all all season. And, uh, and just had a down year in general. Yeah, it really wasn't his best year. Someone we, we I, I mean, m- myself personally was very high on going into this season. We saw him kind of take a dip. But Wisniewski was able to step in and really do a, what I thought was a pretty fantastic job. He'll be moving on to the Pittsburgh Steelers on a low-end deal. And I, I think they did a great job, you know, evaluating that player and going ahead and stepping in and making a move. Um, I, I don't know if the Chiefs were even competing on that one or what, but I, it would have been nice to have him back, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, we just signed him off the street. He came in, started all of the games in the playoffs. was big time for us, played well. I would have loved to bring him back, but I feel like we kind of already filled that hole with Remmers. So, I mean, obviously, Wisniewski got signed, and we couldn't bring him back. Pittsburgh, you know, kind of gave him the offer. He was going to be the starter. And here we were kind of saying, you know, you know your role, you're going to be a backup. And obviously you'll see time as injuries come, but you're not going to be a day one starter. So we went to Pittsburgh and I wish him all the best. He's a Super Bowl champ, helped us out a lot. I wish him nothing but the best. Absolutely. And I mean, I I thought he was a guy that probably could have competed. I mean, for that starting role. I, I think just given what he did in the playoffs this year, I, I think he could have had a shot. I agree, um, yeah. But you're, I, I think you're certainly right. I think uh, a lot you know, a lot of it comes down to, hey, you're going to be our guy if you come here. And, you know, all roads lead to more money. I already won a Super Bowl, right? Now you get you go serve a contract, go start, and then maybe get yourself a big deal somewhere. So good for him. You know, it's it's tough to see him move on. But let's move on ourselves to Jordan Lucas, who will be making his way out to Chicago on a million dollar one year one year deal. Um, what Graham? What are you? What are your thoughts on this one? Good for him. Whatever. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I I love the Lucas locomotive, but I mean, uh, he didn't play a lot. He never really made a big impact on special teams or any of those things good for him i'm glad super bowl champion love him but we're not going to this is not big loss of any sort no i don't i don't think so on our end i I think it's a good value for the bears i i think that was a good pickup honestly um just just you know one year one million uh something that maybe we could have done to to add some depth but i think obviously this is a sign that they're liking where the chiefs where the players are going as far as safety and and how they're how they're moving forward with their game. So I think they were ready to go ahead and move on from Lucas. You know, you also brought in Antonio Hamilton who can replace him on the special teams end along with like you said Marcus Kemp. You're just adding depth. Uh it's it's so for Lucas to move on, you know, not not such a bummer, not such a big impact uh to me like from my opinion personally, but 
we'll, we'll, we'll see as it goes on. He definitely was making his way on the field every now and then. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see what it looks like without him. Yeah, and I think that definitely brings safety back into play in this draft with not like a high-end draft pick, but a mid-round draft pick. I feel like we'll probably address bringing another safety in of some sort, if not, if we don't go the, you know, minimum free agency route. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, obviously, we weren't able to play with Juan Thornhill as, as at the end of the season, but uh, what he, you know he's going to bounce back just as strong as ever. And, of course, the Honey Badger is going to hold it down. But you always need depth. I mean, you always need depth there, so you're totally right. Uh, we'll just have to see how that how that goes moving forward. But let's move on to a, a, a guy who I thought really did a pretty solid job in the playoffs and even the Super Bowl as well. It's pretty much just straight-up blocking is Blake Bell. Blake Bell, who will be making his way to the Dallas Cowboys. Graham, what's what's your thoughts on this move? Honestly, I didn't like Blake Bell all that much, but as the season progressed, I thought he did a great job. Kind of was an animal in the, on the blocking side. I loved Blake Bell's blocking. Uh, I think Dallas got a pretty good pickup. It's a cheap deal for him, and he's a decent backup. I would have loved to have seen him back in Kansas City. I kind of like that trio we had. I like him a little bit more than Yelder, but Yelder is a little cheaper, so you know it's kind of it's kind of a balancing act. So, uh not a huge loss, but it's, it, you know, he had a few d- decent plays for us this year. You know, I think Yelder is overall a better tight end, personally. Uh, I think I think he showed some great things in, in you know, the training camp and those games, the preseason games as well. Uh, you know, kind of got banged up a little bit, and Blake Bell was able to step in and, and take over that role as the second tight end, which we know Andy Reid loves to use. So that second tight end, I almost like more of a blocking guy. Blake Bell seemed to do, like you said, uh, evolved as a player and really was doing a very solid job on the blocking end uh, at later in the season. So we'll have to see what it what this does for the Chiefs moving forward. If that means maybe it's time to bring another tight end in, we're just going to see. But I think moving forward, let's go ahead and talk about the biggest player that we got to go ahead and figure out what we're going to do with this season, and that is Chris Jones. And Graham, I'll go ahead and let you lead this off, man. Yeah, so of course we signed him to what is the non-exclusive franchise tag. So I'll just run this through really quick for people who don't know exactly what that is. So it means like other teams can negotiate a contract with him, but if they were to come to an agreement, the Chiefs have the option to then match that, and then he would sign with us. He, If we match the contract offer he gets, he signs with us. And if we were to say, no, that's too much, and uh, decline the contract, the team that was signing him would have to send two first-round picks to us. But that's generally not the case. Generally, teams will figure out... Uh, a trade and sign situation where you agree to a contract and then you negotiate with the team a trade that's not quite two first rounds, maybe a first and a second, first and a third, so on and so forth, different things. So um, that'll probably not happen, but he does have the opportunity to like negotiate with other teams on contracts. But everything out of Kansas City, the news is that we're wanting to bring him back. Uh, I think the DeForest Buckner contract he got traded to the Colts for the number 13 overall pick um, and signed a huge contract with like 56 million guaranteed um, it was like 86 million 
total. So, I mean, that impacts what uh, Chris Jones is going to get. He's going to be looking for the same average per year, which was $21 million. So, I think there's a bunch of different factors here. But it, everything that we're hearing sounds like we want to bring him back. And what would be huge is we're under a bunch of contract struggle. We have less than 500 thousand dollars um in cap space so if we were to sign chris jones to an extension we could you know make his signing bonus like 12 13 14 million and then that would immediately go into cap space for this year so i think we need to get a contract with him done soon so we can free up that space for this season or we need to move on which would not be what i would like to do yeah, you know, in my opinion, something's got to happen soon because every day as free agency goes along, you know, things things can happen. Players that you wanted to see or draft picks, you know, are, are making their way off the table. So every every day that this moves along is a struggle. Uh, we saw what Chris Jones, you know, how we kind of had to deal with him last year, how it took a while as well. So hopefully this isn't something that really drags out. I don't think it would be something that he wants to. Obviously, the guy wants to get paid, deserves to get paid. Um, and it's a tough situation. I don't think... I, I think judging by just his tweets and his social media, he's, he seems to understand the business of moving on, but he does also seem to to have some sort of animosity as well. For against sure, yeah. and and so can you blame the guy? Absolutely not. Uh I just I just want to get this taken care of as soon as possible so both parties can walk away from this, you know, happy and in a good situation. And I Personally, I would not take anything less than a mid to high first round pick and then something something third or higher. I, I no, I'd want a first I, and a second for sure. I I would think I don't know what's possible. You know, it's that's the crazy thing about free agencies, you never really know what's possible out there if people want to go ahead and trade. I mean, some guys will take We'll trade first-round draft pick for this year, the next year, and the next year for this kind of player. I think they kind of know that we're in a tough situation with them right now, so that could add a little bit of you know trouble for us to go ahead and get that high end of a deal. But we're just going to have to see what happens. I think any Chiefs fan would tell you they'd like to have Chris Jones back. But, you know, it, it almost feels inevitable that we're going to have to move on from him and trade him, don't you think? Yeah, so I don't think it's necessarily inevitable at this point. Uh, I think that when the DeForest Buckner trade went through, that it kind of killed a lot of our options. What I'm thinking about now is who really needs a defensive tackle out there that's willing to give up um, the right amount of picks that we're looking for i feel like it is maybe miami and maybe tampa bay and if we can't get good compensation for chris jones there's no reason to be trading him obviously he doesn't want to play a year on the franchise tag and we shouldn't do that but we should at least sign him to a new contract and try to figure something out but at this point i think that with the colts already taking someone i mean i think there was like three four teams interested to begin with and now that just takes another team out so i just don't see a whole lot of options for us to get good compensation from another team unless someone's just playing their cards really close to the chest and you know not letting anything out i maybe we can uh i would much rather not see him traded but i can definitely see that being the case 
Uh, I just don't see a bunch of trade partners that are really viable at this point. Yeah, so let, let's go ahead and uh, move on from Chris Jones to another player. The second player we, you know, I think any Chiefs fan will tell you we'd like to have back, and that's Bashad Breeland, who really just played, in my opinion, had a really fantastic year. I, I thought he did a very, very solid job. I think, uh, you know, he, he was always kind of around the ball, came up, coming up to make hits, make tackles, getting physical as a defensive back. Um, that's something that I love to see, something that's kind of been missing a little bit from this squad as well at the cornerback position. So him alongside Traverius Ward, uh, I think is a great group to have. I think you always got to throw some money at corner. So Bashad, I would love to see you come back. Hopefully the Chiefs can go ahead and make a move here to get that done. Yeah, no, I'd love to see Bashad back. He was easily our best cornerback the entire season. Made a bunch of good plays. Um, he, you know, saved the game in New England uh, where he batted that ball out of Julian Edelman's hands. He made a bunch of big plays, had an interception in the Super Bowl. Uh, guy was probably one of the best defenders we've had in a while on the cornerback side. So I would love to see him back on not a huge contract but he's gonna he's gonna require some money for sure so that's why i'd love to see this chris jones deal get figured out soon so we have some money to work with here so um i'd love to see brashad breedland back without question uh i think he'd be perfect for this team yeah so that you know i think that kind of wraps up our chiefs news uh, but there's definitely a couple free agent topics that we just have to talk about. And uh, we'll go ahead and start that off with old man Tom Brady, who's just a sad old shell of himself. And I can't wait to see it out there with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> Graham, what do, you, what do you think about that move there? I'm glad that Tom Brady is out of New England now, for sure. That's huge, but I do not anticipate the New England Patriots making a big run this year. I think that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to be a much better team than the Patriots this year. They have a good defense. They brought people in. Their offense is pretty loaded, and with Tom Brady, I feel like he'll still be all right. He's not amazing. He's nothing like he used to be, but he'll be fine. So we'll see. This is interesting and a total shakeup. I mean, everything that we've known about the NFL in the AFC has always been it's running through New England for the past 20 years so it's something different and we'll definitely see what happens here it's gonna be interesting you know I think one of the interesting sides of this for sure is that uh, Mike Evans might be one of the best wide receivers that Tom Brady will have ever played with um, I mean obviously a big thing about Mike Evans is that he's a great deep threat can can Tom still get the ball out there to him uh, that's that's going to be interesting to see. Uh, Chris Godwin, he's going to be playing with as well, who is, uh, if you're a fantasy, just if you're in my fantasy league, don't pick him. He's on my team every year. It just gets me so many points. So that, that'll that be interesting to see. He's, he's definitely got some players over there to, to get the ball to. So, so I think the biggest thing to come out of this, because, you know, I, I think Brady's washed. I, I think he's done. So I think the biggest story here is what Belichick is going to be able to do with the Patriots. Uh, I, I think this is going to be the time for Bill to really prove is, is he the greatest coach of all time? Was it him and Tom Brady together? Was Brady just the best QB of all time? Minus Mahomes, who's obviously going to take over the mantle, in my opinion, at some point. 
I I think that's the most interesting thing to follow this year. It's just what Belichick's able to do with the Patriots over there, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, they brought in Brian Hoyer to what looks like is going to be their starter. So it'll really be kind of what can Belichick do? Has it always been Brady that's been great and Belichick's been there? Or has it always been Belichick's show and Tom was along for the ride? And it'll want to be one of those two narratives. But in reality, it's the two of them were amazing together. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how the media re- reacts to what plays out this season. You know, at this point, if it even happens, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. And, but... You know, I, I want to go ahead and move on to what I thought was one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen was DeAndre Hopkins going to the Arizona Cardinals with possibly the worst trade deal I've ever seen by the almighty Bill O'Brien. Graham, For pocket ahead, change. Graham, go ahead and break this down, man. This he, So, Bill O'Brien is... We've talked about this on this podcast before. Bill O'Brien's a fucking idiot. I mean... <laughs> The dumbest dude of all time. I can't believe what he does. He traded DeAndre Hopkins for pocket change. I, I, sorry, I'm going to use profanity here. This is fucking ridiculous. I mean, how is this dude the head coach of this team still? Let alone, why did you give him the GM responsibility too? He has as much power in the NFL as Bill Belichick. He's the only one in the NFL that has as much power as Bill Belichick. That is fucking ludicrous i mean what on earth are you doing the texans are a complete shit show everything that they're doing is so dumb i cannot believe that you took on david johnson and his horrible contract for deandre hopkins in a second round pick when later on in that same day stefan diggs was traded for what a first a second and like some another pick i mean unbelievable dude like and then a few days later, Todd Gurley is cut from the from the Rams and signs a six million dollar contract for one year with the Atlanta Falcons. Like I'm not saying that he would have signed for them, but I mean, how on earth is that happening? You're paying Todd Gurley has never ran for less than 800 yards in his entire career. Uh, David Johnson has only ever gotten over that once in his entire career. I mean, it's the dumbest thing ever. I, I'm i not even a Texans fan, and I'm mad at Bill O'Brien. Like, it's just, it's so stupid what he's done. I cannot believe that he has as much power as he has. It's, it's ridiculous. Even Deshaun Watson tw- tweeted out some Drake lyrics that were like, I can't believe, I don't even know what I'm doing here. How am I going to make it out? I don't even know who's on my own team. Like, it's a complete shit show in Houston, and Bill O'Brien's an idiot. Yeah, I mean, it's it's important to note that part of the reason this deal got done was the beef between Hopkins and O'Brien, which I don't get. Which is ridiculous, too. As far as as my understanding goes, Hopkins is a, a great individual, not really a troublemaker. I mean, I I think they've just had... Issues with Hopkins getting vocal after games, you know, just the way, <laughs> I don't know, it, it, it's that old school coach trying to control every little facet of a player and not letting them be themselves, which here in Kansas City, we are so blessed to have Andy Reid where he allows people to flourish do their own thing and and grow they all grow together and obviously that's not happening with bill o'brien uh 
there's further impact that goes that goes along with this for as long as he's a part of the Texans organization, which in my opinion, after this may not be very long. But as long as he's there, players, why why would you want to go there if DeAndre Hopkins, who's absolutely loved by the city, loved by his quarterback, loved by his teammates, why would you want to go ahead and move to that team with that coach who would run him off? I mean, it's it's ridiculous. And also, I think it's going to be interesting to see what Kyler Murray can do with DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, that's going to be a cool thing to see. Uh, thank you, Bill O'Brien, I guess, for making that happen. Thank you for weakening the, uh, who, in my opinion, was probably our toughest threat in the AFC. I, I thought the Texans were really one of the better teams in the AFC, maybe with, you know, alongside, obviously, the Patriots and then whoever else. I, I it, The Ravens, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Ravens are up there. I, I kind of see a slide from them this year personally i think uh that's something that we're just gonna have to get on to in another another episode but i i'm just i couldn't believe it i'm happy with it it's fine with me deandre hopkins to the cardinals for change and that's it so again i want to reiterate how much of an idiot bill o'brien is it just doesn't make sense he tries to run his organization like he is Bill Belichick because he's from the Bill Belichick tree, the coaching tree. But the thing is, is you don't have the record. You don't have multiple Super Bowls. You don't have those Super Bowl wins. You can't act like Bill Belichick when you don't have the production that Bill Belichick's had. You know, like he tries to go out there and act like him, but none of his players give him that respect to just not make anyone special like Bill Belichick does because everyone's like, Bill Belichick wins. And everyone's like, this guy's just a fucking buffoon. Like, why why should I trust him or work with him when he's going to be incompetent and an asshole to all, to all of us so i mean it's no wonder people like hate him and everything i just i i seriously do not get what the houston ownership doesn't get about this and how he still has a job i it's literally beyond me if i was a houston texans fan i would have been calling for his head coaching job three four years ago at least yeah well you know <laughs> Definitely the most interesting move of all of free agency and something that we had to talk about. And, uh, you know, lastly, I think we're just kind of going to wrap up by talking about what what's going to have a huge impact on this coming season is obviously the coronavirus, which, I mean, if you're listening to this, you're probably dealing with it as well. Uh, either what whether that means staying at home, whether that means job issues, what whatever's going on. It's really a tough time, but specifically with football, I mean, this is changing so much. I mean, the draft is not going to be held in Las Vegas like they were originally planning. Uh, there will not be players present. It's going to be interesting to see how they do this. But, I mean, this also affects pro days. This affects all... all all different aspects of players' evaluations, how they can enter the league. Uh, you almost want to feel bad. I mean, you, you it's not almost. You do feel bad for the players that, you know, had to have a nice pro day that were maybe lower on the scale in, part, in terms of, you know, what they were looking for, what teams are looking for. But once you break out that, you know, 4 2 5 40 or the 4 3 40 that every once in a while gets ran at a pro day or you throw some great balls that, you know, in your pro day, you throw 70 passes, some of them, and you just nail 69 of them like it's nothing. That's 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 a big thing to miss out on, and it's got to have an impact on this season if it even <laughs> – 
if it even happens. What do you think, Graham? Yeah, the worst thing about this is that we can't get full physicals on everyone and that we can't, you know, bring guys in and give them workouts in our facilities and have our doctors look at them. So it does make, it throws a big wrench in that process, but we're doing everything we can. But I saw something today that was the most NFL thing of all time. It was <laughs> the NFL had apparently asked all 32 GMs, like, do you want to carry on with this NFL draft as it's currently scheduled, or do you want to push it back? And it was unanimously voted. It was unanimously voted by the NFL GMs that they wanted to just move it back and push it back. And the NFL came out today and was like, nope, we're not moving it. Nope, we're going to have it just on the same day. We're going to just donate a bunch of money to charity. And it was just the most NFL thing of all time. So seems like we're going to chug on and the NFL is going to keep doing what it does um, per usual. So we will see. Yeah, it's like when we were growing up, the fact that we would say, like, the world's going to end when the Chiefs win the Super Bowl and happened, and here we are. But no, for real, everyone stay safe out there. Wash your hands. Do everything you can. Social distance if you're available. Um, just don't be an asshole. If you feel sick, don't go into work. Absolutely, man. And and just keep in mind, you know, uh, the people that are affected by this much harder, those that are older, those with pre-existing conditions, those that are ha- that have... You know, all, all sorts of all sorts of health issues. Even if you're healthy, man, just just keep up with the news, see what's going on. And you know, we're we're lucky that we're able to continue doing this show. We do it remotely. Graham's out there in Wichita. I'm out here in Old Shawnee, Kansas, holding it down. Uh, <laughs> we're we're keeping our social distance by a few hundred miles, so that's all good. Yeah, yeah, big time. And yeah. so, it, man, just stay safe, like Graham said. And and again, thank you so much. For being a part of this show. Again, we want to thank Keysprung, the graphic design company that created our cover, new cover for the podcast. Make sure you take a look at that. Check it out. Super high depth, man. Super amazing. Again, thank you. And again, thank you guys. Follow us on Twitter at the Tailgate KC. Find us on Facebook. Listen to us however you like. If you want to switch platforms, we're on Spotify. Apple Podcasts, Google Play. I'm just going on and on and on, aren't I, man? There's so much to talk. <laughs> we appreciate y'all. We've come a long way. We've gotten better at this, and we're still having a ton of fun. So we appreciate y'all listening. Uh, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe You know, on whatever podcast uh, streaming service you're listening to. We thank y'all again. We love y'all, and we will see y'all next week. We're coming weekly again. We're going to keep these chugging, and we're going to get into more draft stuff and more free agency as the news comes. So we love y'all. Peace, Chiefs Kingdom. Peace.